Hi everybody, you're listening to the Rope Podcast with Fox and Maya. Thanks for supporting the show. This is a show with adult content, so if you're not of legal age where you live, then turn off now. This podcast is about rope bondage. Rope bondage is edge play with inherent risk, and we strongly recommend you get proper training and listen to episode zero before attempting it. Find it at the top of our FetLife page, Rope Podcast. Fox is a rigger and Maya is a bottom, and we're rope partners. We've been practicing together for a couple of years. We're excited to share our passion for rope with you, and we live in Thailand. Yes, we do. And in fact, today we have a listener's question from Thailand. Uh, so Maya, today we are going to listen to a set of questions from Sam of Chiang Mai. And if you don't know Chiang Mai, guys, uh, it's in the north part of Thailand. It's a very nice place. I think, I think you like or used to like Chiang Mai, Maya. I did. I lived there for several years before Boxes and Bangkok. Uh, so let's listen to his questions. Good evening, Fox and Maya. This is Sam from Chiang Mai. I have several questions related to crotch rope. What are good knot placements in this sensitive area? Are there particular spots to avoid? Two, is there a kind of knot or rope that is well suited to this area? Also, is there a knot or rope you would recommend avoiding? Do you ever do multiple ropes in that area, or just stick to one set? What is the ideal tightness, given its sensitivity? And how do you tell? And are there particular ties that are good for uh, using with toys? Thanks, and I look forward to hearing your answers. All right, that was very interesting. For sure, and it sounds like there's a lot for us to talk about there. So, um... Fox, what is crotch rope, before we get into it? Well, believe me if you will, Maya, but crotch rope <laughs> is rope applied to the crotch. Okay, so the area around the groin and between the legs. Yes, where the sexy bits are. Where the sexy bits are, okay. You can do it over clothes or just on naked skin. Alright. So one thing I would note in introduction about crotch rope is not everyone likes it. Uh, the jury is out on that one. Your mileage may vary. But the people who like it tend to really, really, really like it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Where, where do you stand on the issue, uh, Maya? Are you more of a crotch rope liker or not so much? Um, I would say I like it, but it also has consequences and so which we are going to explore yeah in a minute. yeah so yeah <laughs> um as a preface we only really have experience with female genitalia in rope so this clearly are things you can do for boys with rope but we're not the best people to talk about that so we're mostly going to uh, focus on rope over female anatomy today yeah and a lot of the things that we talk about will for sure be relevant um but there's also going to be some things which are particular to uh, boys' sex bits. Yeah, the, the biggest difference, obviously, is uh, that boys tend to have more external bits, uh, and some of which are a bit uh, fragile, and especially, please be careful with testicular torsion, which is actually something quite dangerous. Okay, and that you explain what you mean by that for people? Uh, so, essentially, visualize a bullsack. Oh, hello. 
between the bulls themselves and the internal bits of your model, there are a series of tubes and nerves and uh, blood vessels. And if there's a torsion, that is, the sac revolves on itself, it can pinch and cut off those important bits. And then you only have a few hours to get your model into the emergency room before you could like lose the organ permanently. So it's that. effectively twisting um, that area and cutting yeah. off blood supply. Yeah, blood supply and innervation and damaging the delicate tubes inside and so on. Okay, so don't do that, kids. That's that's bad. Yeah, if you're <laughs> gonna go anywhere near uh, what's called CBT, cock and ball torture, you need to do a lot of reading up For before sure. you do it. And that is not our area of expertise, so we're going to leave it there. No. But yeah, please do all the reading. Don't go tying off people's balls without knowing what you're doing. Okay, so on that note, what other safety things should we be looking out for, Fox? Uh, so that's where we're going to go back to Sam's first question about good or bad nut placement in uh, crotch rope. Ah. Uh, clearly, we are playing with a sensitive area, with a lot of soft bits, with a lot of delicate uh, membranes. Uh, the good news is, nerves-wise, a lot of the nerves in that area are actually behind bone in the pelvic area. So we're not going to run too big of a risk of uh, impinging on those nerves. The one that I would be careful about is the femoral nerve. So it's a good idea a, to check your uh, anatomy diagrams to make sure you know where the femoral nerve is. And also probably before you seen to try and locate it on your partner. Okay. 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 So that's it for the nerve aspects. Uh, then Maya, I think you mentioned earlier that uh, crotch rope had some, uh, after effects on you. Would you talk about that a bit? Yeah, so we've done uh, Quattro a few times and it has been very enjoyable, um, but you it has... You a lot from it. There was some enthusiasm, um, but um, it put my pussy out of action for a while. And luckily you did it on the, the worst, in inverted commas, one. You did on a day where you then were away for a bit, so I was able to recover, but I would be challenged if we did it to that level and then we tried to have sex mm. as so we yeah, do <laughs> probably good to uh, schedule in some some downtime after a scene like that yeah it, it may i mean it's quite intense there's rubbing there's irritation and of course if you're a masochist then that all of that awesome. yeah that's yeah and i'm not a masochist but actually in the scene that did feel good that um that irritation and pain and rubbing but afterwards i'm not a masochist and i like sex a lot so and depending yeah. on the <laughs> ds dynamic you're having uh, you could even use that effect as part of chastity play oh my god that sounds dreadful <laughs> okay uh, yes. so safety wise i would also say that i would not put the full body weight on the crotch i don't think that's an amazing idea uh, I think that might be a bit much, personally, and of course everyone is free to assess risk levels uh, in their own way, but I would not do uh, yeah, full body weight on the crotch. Mm. So what else do we need to think about in terms of good or bad knot placement? 
Well, it all depends on what your goal is and what sensations you're uh, trying to cause. Uh, are you trying to cause pain and discomfort in the area or are you trying to cause pleasure? Uh, if you want pain and uh, discomfort, you can go for more predicament type ties. Uh, for instance, one thing that uh, works quite well is tying a piece of rope through between the legs to the hair at the back and then that forces the person to hold their head in a certain position and if they don't then they're going to be pulling on their soft bits. Okay. So you've got this nice little predicament of you want to move your head but you really don't want to move your head because you want okay. to pull on your things. Uh, there's also one thing you can do with pulling them up by the crotch and then they kind of force on their tiptoes. Uh, that so one how do you, can you describe that so that people can visualize it? Sure, imagine a uh, rope between the legs and then that mm -hmm. rope is tied up to a hard point overhead. So the person is forced to stay on their tiptoes because yeah. if they don't, they're going to put a lot of uh, load on their crotch in a way that may be uncomfortable or painful. Uh, this one is a ton of fun and you can do a bit of an endurance scene and like see how long they can last before they cramp up and give up and such. If you do that scene, you need to uh, watch your bottom very closely and monitor them like uh, milk on the stove because if they can't hold it anymore or if they start giving sign that they're in actual distress, they might lose consciousness or they have problems breathing, you really need to swoop in immediately. Okay. okay. So any other um, predicament type? Mm, there's, one, there's one that is fun, which we can call uh, walking the line and you can have them walk along that line whilst uh, the rope is rubbing between the legs. And would you put knots in that rope? Obviously I would. And maybe <laughs> I, like, if it's a piece of rope I don't care too much about, maybe I could uh, put tiger balm on it or some kind of nice enhancements. Yeah, yeah. Hey guys, this is Fox coming in for a short break. We really love making this rope podcast and sharing it with you. Sadly, hosting a podcast isn't free. Far from it, actually. So if you like this podcast and you want to support us, you can do so at ropepodcast.com. You'll find ways to buy rope stuff so that we get a cut from your purchases, and also ways to donate to us directly. And if you can't afford to do that, that's okay too. Just enjoy the podcast. Now back to our normal programming. Okay, and what if we want to cause uh, pleasure? What if we want to use our crotch rope in a more uh, sexy time, sensual way? If we want to cause pleasure, first of all, we're going to use a gentle touch with the rope, uh, less amounts of tension, and probably some seesawing effect, but quite slowly, because we do not want to cause rope burn if our goal is pleasure. Mm. Mm. Okay, so that's the placement. What about the types of knots? So that was Sam's second question and for the type of knots once again uh, it obviously depends on what your goal is. For pain uh, two things that work quite well is adding extra knots into the rope uh, especially overhand knots in the 
bit of the robe that is going to be on the genitalia. Uh, this, uh, some of my female models have reported, is very, very efficient if you're into genital pain. Uh, because the knot is going to press into the flesh more than just flat rope and mm. creates pressure points of sorts. Okay. And that can be very interesting to play with. And then another thing you can do if you want to cause pain is to pinch rather strongly between two ropes. So you would have your doubled up rope, you would split it and trap uh, maybe the labia for instance. Mm. and then put quite a lot of tension which would create a pinching effect so that would be okay. for the painful kind what about for more uh, pleasure kind uh, for more pleasure kind I would like I would look to have uh, a rope that is not too tight but is uh, sliding over the clit and labia and is going inside the vulva a little bit so as to rub softly on the sensitive bits Mm. Okay. Um, and and are we uh, doing this dressed or naked? What's the situation uh, there? Well, there are uh, a couple of things to think about. Depends on the intensity we want in this scene. Um, and that is clearly a negotiation between the top and the bottom. Uh, is the bottom comfortable? Because like rope rubbing on your soft bits is going to be extremely intense, especially if it's jute or a bit of a more scratchy rope, you are going to feel it for real. Right. So that is one consideration. Obviously, the more layers of cloth and the thicker the cloth, the more we're going to dampen that sensation, mm. which can actually be a nice thing if the too intense sensation is deemed uh, unpleasant or undesired. Mm. Uh, there's also considerations of hygiene and cleaning of the rope because mm, sure. obviously, uh, especially natural fiber, is going to soak up fluids. <laughs> so depending on whose rope it is, depending on who it's going to be used with in the future, you might want that additional barrier of having layers of clothing. Uh, one thing that can be quite nice and that in my experience uh, bottoms who enjoy crotch rope a lot do is having their own set of rope for that purpose. Mm. So if, uh, if someone wanted a very uh, fluid intensive crotch rope they would probably suggest we tie with their rope rather than my rope because my rope I may use with other people. Yeah, yeah. So Maya, what, uh, what did Sam want to know next? Um, so he also asked, uh, do you ever do multiple ropes in that area or do you just stick to one set? Uh, I would say really you can do whatever strikes you fancy as long as you are respecting the things we said about safety and the intensity of sensation and hygiene and such. Uh, some people like to do a whole like rope underwear kind of situation where you can have tons of rope and make a whole uh, loincloth or even a costume for a party out of rope in that area. Uh, you can also do more elaborate things like use the rope to pull things open and expose them. Uh, pulling the buttocks apart is one I particularly love. <laughs> Not very easy to pull off but if you can manage it it's quite awesome. Uh, if you're um, model is female and happens to have labia piercings maybe you can do interesting things with those because you could carefully 
carefully. We're always careful. Uh, you could uh, spread her open and have the rope force her to stay open in that way, which is quite uh, quite pleasant. Or on the contrary, depending on what your intent is, you could use rope or string, maybe in that case, to restrict access and tie her closed for a certain amount of time. Okay. How does that sound? Uh, that doesn't sound awesome. Luckily, I don't have linear piercing, so we're all good it's on that. It's easily fixed. I know oh, a I'm pretty sure it's in my limits. Anyway, so he also asked, Sam also asked, what is the ideal tightness given the sensitivity of bottoms? And how do you tell? Mm, well, you tell by talking with your bottoms. What? I know, revolutionary concept. Talk <laughs> okay. to people to find out how they feel about <laughs> stuff. And I mean talking both... Uh, ex ante, that is before you're even in the scene space, like a couple of days before, start negotiating, saying, okay, have you had crotch rope before? Did you like it soft? Did you like it hard? Did you have problems after the crotch rope? How do you feel if we do a scene and then you're a week without being able to have sex? Well, that would suck because my boyfriend is coming back for summer break and then if the yada 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 yada. Uh, so a lot of talking. Okay. Uh, and obviously when you're doing a sensitive tie like that and I would say that also applies to a head tie for instance where you're tying sensitive areas of the body the feedback loop you have with your model you really need to crank that to 11 and they really need to tell you right away if something feels wrong and you really need to be very attentive to them okay okay um and his last question was, are there particular ties or patterns that work well for securing toys? Uh, one that is quite nice is to use a crotch rope to hold a vibrator to the clit, and especially the Hitachi wand lends itself beautifully to that job. So how does that work? So if you visualize a Hitachi wand or a magic wand, and most of our dear listeners have probably seen that toy before, you have a uh, handle, quite a long handle, and then you have a narrower neck and then a sphere, that is the head, that is the vibrating part that you want to get onto the clit. And what you would do is you would loop rope around that narrower neck and use those loops to pull the spherical head into the pussy or of a part you want to vibrate and then you would wrap the rope around the waist around the upper thighs and you can create a very solid uh, tie where even if your metal moves around even if you're having for instance penetrative sex in a variety of positions uh, the Hitachi is going to stay on their clit quite well also, if you're into forced orgasms and like giving people orgasms until it kind of stops being pleasurable and it's a bit of torture, this is a great tie to do. Okay. Um, how else? What other ties or patterns are good for the toys? Uh, it's quite good for forcing people to hold something in. So think oh. of things like figging. So figging, uh, that would be um, inserting uh, ginger into the rectum, classically or other types of chemical play where you have uh, a substance that can be hot or 
irritating and you want to have them hold that in. Uh, chili pepper comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, the rope can be quite nice to do that. If you want to lock in uh, a vibrating egg or Benoit balls, like you can use your imagination and find a lot of things. Also, one thing you see once in a while, and I can't personally uh, attest of the uh, efficiency of it, but you can use uh, rope as a sort of a strap and harness. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and so what, how would you tie to force someone to hold something in? What would you tie? Uh, well, let's assume for the sake of the example that the thing to be held in is inside the ass. I would tie probably a doubled up rope between the buttocks and then it creates uh, pressure on the anus that makes pushing the thing out quite difficult. Okay. That sounds fun, right? Okay. Uh, is there anything else? <laughs> I think I think we covered the the main area. Are you comfortable with this topic, Maya? This is uh, quite an intimate topic, I think. Okay. Okay, so um, let's find out from other people, other than focusing on poor Maya. Um, have you experienced Cotrop? How do you find it? What have you done? Um, what tires have you done? We'd love to hear your stories about Quattrop in the um, comments on the writing on our FET page, which is Rope Podcast. So that's all from us at the Rope Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from, so iTunes or Stitcher or wherever, and come friend us on our FET Life page, which is Rope Podcast, no space. You can also find us easily at ropepodcast.com. We love questions from listeners, so if you'd like to be on the air like Sam was today, drop us a message on FET and we'll try to answer you in an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening. And have fun tying. <laughs>